Peanuts. We're nuts about beer. It's like ten minute walk, but then you got to walk back with all your shit and stinking heat. Mm. And how There's many, no point how many in people are at all. down there? Oh no, it's horrible. So you know, in those busy times, you want a pool, right? Fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're up in Byron, but the places, Absolutely. both the places we stayed at had pools. I'm like, oh, we got out. Mm. They were like one of them was no bigger than the pool table you've got here, you know. Like it was just a little plunge pool. Yeah, yeah but it was enough, you know. Just, just that luxury around that in. gives you the mm. the feeling of being on holiday yeah it's just like that and there's no better place to drink a beer than when you're in the pool mm, true, <laughs> true. Uh, pool beers are, are, are good as a now pool owner yes mm. uh it's, they are they're pretty good for three months of the year yeah <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the time you gotta clean and then you just it. yeah you clean it you stare at it and go fuck oh, oh. that's mm. that's probably a why lot of effort. that's the one thing i reckon that would stop us getting a pool is we've got too many trees in the backyard yeah, yeah, and they just there's shit leaves and shit everywhere, mm, and it would true. be a constant, constant cleaning project. We're pretty low. Like, I was actually surprised at how easy it was last winter to to look after it. I think we got some advice that because like, we were going to pool works in East Geelong, now just told us like, oh, you need to come and get your water tested every two weeks no, over the summer. Yeah, of course. And that's then all they over winter, you need to go <laughs> get checked every month. And so every time we go in, it's just like $50 worth of stuff that oh, we need course. to put in inevitably. Mm. And then we went out to Clark Rubber and they were like, no, it's all fine. Yeah. You don't need to put yeah, anything yeah, in it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I just bought a heap of shit yesterday that they told me how to put it in. He's like, no, nah, I wouldn't touch it. It's fine. <laughs> and then a friend was like, oh, if you're not swimming in it, don't worry about it. Yeah, because nothing's yeah. changing and nothing should be yeah. changing the chemicals in the, in the water. Yeah, so you just have to like... I think the, the balancing act is trying to get you... Because we've got a salt chlorinator. Oh, yeah. Mm. Essentially, you put salt in it and as it goes through the filter, it turns it into chlorine. Okay. So we you have to like balance in winter and summer how long it needs to be on and how high you need that converter to be going. Um, but if you can sort of balance that and I haven't had an issue yet maybe mm. you could do a really big batch of uh, bathtub whiskey in there <laughs> true over the winter or gin yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah gin maybe filter. Yeah. do a brew in there <laughs> just imagine like when you stand with a big yeah. standing in the middle of it drinking it stirring it or just chucking some juniper just... in there <laughs> yeah. goes through the filter dry hopping yeah. Um, well, another another beer nuts, another beer nut, uh, beer nuts podcast. Oh, beer nuts. Yeah. What are we? April. Yep. April. Um, season April season two, episode four. Three. Uh, three or four. Three or four. Give Must or take. Four, I'm guessing. Hey, mum, if you're listening, one of those. Can't mum went up to a chuka last week and listened to a few podcasts. Oh, did she? Was, yeah. Keeping said, it busy. Oh, you know what? I feel like I've learned something. <laughs> <laughs> I said. Well, that's how you're going to get it, son, is it? 
Uh, well, it's good to know that it's informative. Yeah. Um, depending on who's listening, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better to know that we actually have a listener, which is good. Yeah. We do have some listeners. We've got some listeners overseas. I should have got the stats yeah, next time. Next we'll time I'll get the stats. Yeah, we'll do that next so month. we know who's listening where. There's not yeah. a lot, but there's enough. There's a few. Yeah. Oh, it's good fun. Gives us something to do on a Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock or whatever time it is. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what's in the Hops to Home packs? Hops to Home this month. Uh, so packs went out today, so should be starting to see them during the week. By the time you get this uh, podcast, hopefully you'll have your beer. Um, we're kicking off. We've got a seven-way collaboration with some of uh, Melbourne's best gypsy brewers. Uh, Warrandyte Brewing, Frexy Brewing, Firehouse 51, The Zythologist, 5 Foot 3 Inch Brewing and The Boys Brewing. And they've done uh, Gypsy Kiss, a fruited pale ale Mm-mm-mm. or according to the can an american pale ale american <laughs> pale and american. uh so they so this month we, we often talk about um typos this month i don't win the award for the typo of the week <laughs> of the month oh, they do that's a, okay <laughs> yeah. was, that's the typo that's I'm the gonna, typo i was like what is an american pale ale yeah. somebody <laughs> uh their proofreader got sacked but anyway so, uh, so yeah, they've uh, they've shaded me for the month for typos, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so if you if you read that, it's not us. No, for, for once. Yulies <laughs> uh, brews. Yulies, uh, we love Yulies. So, um, a bit of a regular feature. Uh, they're Astrid Ariba Cerveza, which is a Mexican lager, spiced with. Uh, sorry, it's brewed with corn, maize. Uh, ancho chilies, coriander seeds, and a decent whack of pineapple juice. Shit. Haven't tried it. Would be really cool yeah. to give it a go. Very nice summery beer. Shame we're going into winter, but um, yeah, that'd be yeah, super nice interesting. Nice poolside beer. Good poolside beer, exactly. Mm. And pairs well with Mexican food. Surprise, surprise. Oh. Uh, Killer Sprocket from Bayswater in Melbourne's southeast. Um, I think we've got a bit of a southeast Melbourne feature this, um, this month. Um, amber ale, their their core range amber ale, uh, and the two we're going to try um, next. Um, next, we're going to try the boat rocker from again southeast Melbourne, Brayside, their feel good IPA, and other side brewing from WA, their German hazy IPA. But we can talk about those a bit more when uh, when we try them. Delicioso, yummy. So I guess we should crack yummy. one right now, eh? Crack one. Right? All right. It's over here. So this is the Feel Good IPA from Boat Rocker. As soon as I walked into this pool room, Dylan, mm. I saw, oh, somebody's done a friend's beer. Uh, uh, you, you would be mistaken, Lachlan. <laughs> Similar yeah, era. Similar we, era of television, yeah. I guess. Are we going to kick off with Friends vs. Seinfeld? Oh, Surely yeah, everyone here's Seinfeld. No, you'd be friends, wouldn't you? I was a friends guy oh. growing up. I only had free-to-air TV, and I think Seinfeld was on Channel 9 and Friends was on Channel 10 after The Simpsons, so it was kind of just like... I think you'll find they're both free-to-air, though. Yeah. Uh, well, back then, there was no other thing than free-to-air, to be mm. honest. Although, you guys weren't even born then, so I haven't, that's all right. I haven't watched it chronologically, so I, I do get references, but not all of them. Seinfeld? Yeah. You don't really need to watch it chronologically, though. No. Nah. Sort of I would the, have so. oh, I'm pretty sure now the show about one nothing. of the digital TV, one of the free-to-air TV it's channels now, it's just Constantly Seinfeld back to back. Yeah, it's kind of what happened with The Simpsons, didn't it? Yeah, they Channel just kept 10 playing. Still Channel Ten just kept running constantly. Mm. 
But, um, well, personally, I wasn't a fan of either. Absolutely hated Friends. Yeah? And wasn't a, wasn't much of a fan of Seinfeld, to be honest. Friends is shit, but it's it's comforting because uh, it's just oh, a nostalgic no. show. Friends is horrible. I like I like it because I, I think I ironically like it. Here's that yeah, Joey. Well, that... Where's my turkey sandwich? Oh, no. I just I can't stand shows with these <laughs> fucking American neurotic characters. It's like, it's if you Joey knew that Joey person Joey. in real life, you'd just want to smack them, wouldn't you? Yeah. You really... So why do we want to watch them on TV if we couldn't stand them in real life? No, uh, yeah, I think that's like... Pains in the ass. I think it's Friends such is such a like... Chandler thing to say. <laughs> oh, no, he's, my, he's my most hated character. <laughs> I think Friends is just like a little bit too... Um, like a little bit too scripted. There's just like too many things that you couldn't like imagine happening. Although yeah. I haven't said that, Seinfeld pretty much the same. But I think like all the characters in Seinfeld are probably a lot more relatable. Well, I think they were little, maybe just to me. Maybe, maybe they're a little wackier as well. Whereas Friends just like uh, I don't yeah, know. They were, sort of well, was something yeah, about che- a bit more cheesy about Friends. Whereas yeah, Seinfeld definitely. perhaps was. I don't know, a little bit crazier. At least, yeah. well, at least Seinfeld had Kramer. That's what saved that show. Yeah, it's well, that was a bit of like comedy. There's little. You'd watch it for him. Kramer was a more like slapstick. Like, yeah, mm. and kind of watched to see what he was going to do next. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that yeah, was yeah. one thing. I watched it. Show. I watched it just to purely figure out how low George Costanza was going to go <laughs> <laughs> in just everything. Yeah. Like some of the some of the episodes where like George's. Um, bummer he's got like uh gets a job and just like bluffs his way through it like he's got no experience in the field mm. and he just keeps walking in every day and getting away with it um yeah. I'm, i think that's uh i think there's plenty of people in the public service that uh, are still doing that to this very day well, potentially <laughs> potentially um he's like yeah i don't know and then yeah i love seinfeld yeah um, i i feel like well, one of my favourite shows of all time, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think. Was Larry, yeah. Yeah. But so Larry so Larry was the um, creator and exec producer of Seinfeld. And mm. so he modelled the George Costanza character off himself. Right. Yeah. So that's, and True. so then he sort of carries that's that. That's probably not a good thing to admit, to be honest. Well, then he sort of carries, <laughs> yeah, well, he sort of carries that character through into Curb Your Enthusiasm because the character Larry plays is there's a lot of similarities between George Costanza and that Mm. character Um, but they're both so funny Curb is Curb is I don't even know that show that's the first time I've ever even heard of that show the first episode like I think the beautiful part about Seinfeld and Curb is just how like how simple they are. So the first episode is yeah. really just like mm. Larry goes to the movies with a girl and you know when you sit down and you're like your fly folds yeah. up and it yeah. looks like your yeah. dick's heart. So he's in the cinema <laughs> and the lady like that he'd taken to the movie sort of looks across and he's like Oh no, 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 no. Like it's just it's <laughs> the fly thing and then so it's just yeah. like another 15 minutes of him trying to yeah. explain to everyone well, that like, levels. Yeah. There's an episode of Seinfeld where I think it was Seinfeld's in the car and he's scratching the side of his nose and then the woman in the car next mm. to him on the other side of his nose he thinks he's picking his nose. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that. And the, the issues are never extinguished. There's never like, yeah, yeah. there's never closure on anyone 
you know, solving the problem or the riddle or anything like that. Well, it's that, just like, just leaves you in this space But that was also, going, oh. the beautiful part about how they finished the series was they got to the end and like they were on trial for something and they got all these character references in against them and they were all the people that they'd done wrong by over the seasons and so they kept yeah. flashing back to all this, all these terrible <clears throat> things that they've done to people. Yeah, fuck. And then it ends up with them, yeah, I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> just in case oh, everyone oh, has oh, a yeah. has an urge to go back and watch all the old episodes of Seinfeld. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that someone's beer. made a, a beer inspired by. So the feel good thing, I'm not sure. I'm guessing that relates to that era of television, Seinfeld oh, and so Friends, and all of that. Or well, feel good is so. There's um, Kramer goes away, right. and there's like a, a scene where he has like three ciggies in his mouth and skulls a pint. He's like, here's to feeling good all the time. Oh, yeah. So skulls a pint. There you go. So much so they know. Right, so it's a bit of a... Yeah, okay. So it's, very it's definitely reference. a nod to Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very good. What do you think of the beer? Uh, oh, yeah. It's good. It's aromatic. So it's an IPA. IPA, a bit of a West Coast style IPA, but it's only 5.6%. So it's kind of bordering on that pale ale. Oh, well, yeah. Probably drinks more like a pale ale, doesn't it, really? Uh, I reckon there's enough, there's definitely more like aroma and sort of bitterness on the back, I think, than what you'd expect from a pale. Mm, nice, clean, clear visual. Yeah, it's definitely very, very... Uh, Look at your fingers behind there. Very clear, isn't it? I reckon Barrocker do really good IPAs. Yeah. Mm. They always they always manage to get a heap of aroma in mm. them, like they're always like... They're, they're Coneheads IPAs, got yeah. that super mm. dank nose. And this has got plenty on the nose as well. Yeah. yeah. It, a lot of orange and citrus and a bit of mm. tropical fruit coming out of there. I'm not sure what hops are in there, but uh, maybe we should have a look at the toast tasting that. See what the, yeah. it tells us. Mosaic, Simcoe, Centennial, so classic old school hops. Yeah, and it's got that sort of classic old school IPA taste mm. to it. Yeah. Maybe to pair with the classic old school theme of the show. Yeah. It's um I like I, I like when breweries just come out and do just mm. a classic IPA and do it well. Familiar flavors. It really just tastes like a a really good core cool range IPA from somewhere. Mm. It's why where you just sit down, you taste it and you go, yeah. you know what, that is yeah, pretty well done. Nice mm. little bitterness, bitterness at the back of the throat to finish it off. Mm. It's good. Yeah, it's very good. Beautiful gold color. Gold? Would you call that gold? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. call it gold. It is pretty gold. Yeah. Maybe just a hint of amber, but twenty-four carat, mate. Yeah, mate. But yeah. Oh, did you see? Um, in local news, somebody found it was like a, a gold, two, nugget. gold nugget. It was like $250,000 gold yeah. nugget. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was at the back of Ballarat somewhere, okay. I think, or yeah. Bendigo. Okay. And he just had like a metal detector. Mm. Yeah, right. And a nugget worth a quarter it's of a million bucks. still out there. Probably just lying around. Yeah. Maybe it's it an ad for a... Who knows? It could have been planted there by some metal detecting yeah. company. Oh, the, the uh, Welcome Stranger, which was one of the biggest nuggets ever found in the world, that was just basically laying there. The guy spent his entire life, entire life, like two wives died, children died. Oh. This was back in the you know, the gold rush era yeah. in Bendigo. And uh, he became a complete raging alcoholic, like just 
it was a sh- terrible life, like really tough, <laughs> awful life. The and then when he was about pokies back then, <laughs> then well, well, it, yeah, well, probably was, probably was. yeah. And then, um, or maybe Pokemon, I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, and so anyway, he's uh, he, he's he's one day like he, he was. I don't know if he was in his fifties or he might have been forties back then. Forties was probably the sixties, his sixties, but um. He out walking with his dog and basically came across this nugget. It was like, Stump, oh, what's that? Just give it a bit of a brush off and it was like the, the welcome stranger. Far out. By that time, he, and then he basically pissed it up against the wall because he was, you know, it was too yeah. late by that stage. Took it into, uh, what's what's the place? What's the place where you pan for gold? Uh, Sovereign Hill. Sovereign, oh, no. Well, Sanders Town, it wasn't Bendigo. Oh, yeah, Sovereign Hill, probably. Took it into Sovereign Hill, went Sovereign to the Hill. lolly market. and Yeah, yeah mate, that knuckle oh, was yeah. found yeah. in Bendigo. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go some, giving Ballarat credit. <laughs> bought $250,000 worth of board lollies. Raspberry Drop. This recent one was more close to Ballarat, wasn't it? In the Golden Triangle or whatever Golden Triangle, yeah. What was the Golden Triangle? Golden Triangle went from um, Well, Golden Ballarat, Triangle was like Maryborough, yeah. Maryborough up through kind of... It's not like up to Beechworth, is it? Is that far nah, up? No, I don't think it's that far up. No. It's more sort of Bendigo, Castlemaine, um, Maryborough, that sort of area. Mm. I think I stayed in a motor inn once called the Welcome Stranger. Yes, you would have. There was one in uh, uh, in Bendigo. It's not there anymore, it but it was on um, it was on Mackenzie Street West, which is the street I was born in, actually. Oh, and the street, the street where my mate Whitey still uh, lives. Bloody hell. G'day, Whitey, if you're listening. Although I'm G'day, Whitey. certain you're not. <laughs> <laughs> he should, though. And my sister yeah. lives there as well, pretty much, yeah. All, all in the same hey, street. There you bloody go. Well, there you go. on that note, we'll probably um, enjoy what we have left of this beer and figure out what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, was MDF and there was a guy on Marketplace selling it and he only would have like a couple hundred bucks for it and normally when they pop up around that price which they do every now and then because people just want them gone yeah they're finishing their lease or something when someone wants to get rid of one they want to get rid of one and Mm. they price it to sell because it's just so annoying to get rid of yeah Um, but so this guy was like 200 I'll deliver it for 250 and I was like yep Jumped on it. It was like Tuesday night. Perfect. And then it was his partner I was messaging and she was like, oh, like, um, can you deliver tomorrow? I said, no, I'm at work. She's like, oh, what about now? I was like, oh, okay. yeah, like we could do it. <laughs> we could do it now. Yeah. She's like, all right, he's just going to put it in the back of his ute and bring it over. And then... It was about then that I was like, there's no fucking way that he's... There's no fucking way he's putting a slate pool table in the back of his ute and driving it. What does he drive? Oh, it was like a massive like ranger ute thing. But I was like, there's no way that he's putting a slate pool table in the back of his ute and driving it over at 9pm on a Tuesday night. Um, And he turned up with, yeah, an MDF pool table, which was fine. He just one-armed it like a surfboard. Pretty much. (laughs) So like me and him carried it in... um, like, it would have been fine, but the bumpers were just, like, rock hard. So you could pretty much stand there, throw a ball into the bumper as mm. hard as you wanted to barely make it to the other side of the table. And yeah. I was like, oh. We all know someone with a pool table like that. Yeah. I mean, like, it, and it was sort of good for for what it was. Yeah. Um, and it was a little bit smaller than this one. It was probably the size of, 
like the inside of the bumpers there, that was probably the outside of it. Right. So it wasn't as big yeah. in the space, yeah. but yeah. as this soon as good. It, soon as it was in here, I was like, no, nah, yeah. that's for not reference lasting. to our listeners um, yeah. who can't actually see what we're looking at right now. We're looking at a pretty large pool table in a poolside room. Mm. Um, it's pools galore. Because we're not at Valhalla Taproom as we normally are. We're no. at Casa Bambi right now. Mm-hmm. And in the... Uh, Club Tropicana. Club, Club Tropicana. We like to call it. Uh-huh. Um, we probably should be tasting s- that tropical... In uh, sunny St. Albans. shouldn't we? Mm. Park. It's... Um, yeah, it's a it's a really um, big pool table. So when we went and looked at this one and Becca was like, I was like, what do you think? Pretty much saying... I'm going to agree to buy this. <laughs> Get on board. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, it's pretty big. And I was like, oh, it's no bigger than the other one because they advertise it as six by four. So I think they, these guys that advertise at the inside size oh, of the table. Right. Yeah. And the other guys. So the I outside. measured that <laughs> up against the outside of the other table yeah. and I was, oh, vice versa. And I was yeah, like, yeah. well, it's no bigger than the last one. Hmm. She's like, I reckon it is. Didn't you, um, didn't you flip the previous one for a profit anyway? I made a couple of bucks on yeah, it. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> they come and picked it up too. Yeah, um, But I sort of lost out because when I paid for the other one, um, I paid for the other table via pay ID, but I got the phone number wrong and I, like the guy that delivered it, I like showed him, I was like, is this correct? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't speak English all that well. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've paid it. And then a week later, his partner who I was talking to messaged me and said, oh, we haven't got payment for that pool oh, table yet. No. And then I've realized that I got the phone number wrong. Right. And so I've sent 200 bucks to this chick in Adelaide. No. Who like wouldn't respond. And so I had to go through the bank and then they Actually. have to Ugh. message the other bank and say, hey... It's crazy how easy that can be just yeah. to get yeah. that wrong. Well, so wrong the, they have to message their bank and then their bank has to send them a message to say, hey, this money got sent to you incorrectly. Do you authorise us to take it out? But if that, per- if that person doesn't reply to that, the bank just yeah. responds back and says, sorry, we couldn't stiff get shit. onto them. Yeah. And then it's just stiff shit. So I was like... Yeah, shit. But anyway, Westpac um, gave me the money back anyway because I was right. like... Well, it shouldn't be that Drinking easy to just that twice. Money. Uh, um, I double check the phone numbers now. So not, hopefully, <laughs> I don't have to. Um, <laughs> I reckon it's time for a beer. Yeah, 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 let's have a beer. Let's have a beer. <laughs> so, what do we got? Uh, other side German hazy. Yeah, other German side brewing from WA. With, uh, we tried another side beer last. Uh, uh, one before, I think. One before. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely hazy. Uh, we love our hazies. So this is an experimental, very limited release. So if you are a Hops to Home subscriber um, and you're outside of WA, it's probably the only way you're going to get the this beer because we pretty much took all their stock um, outside of their WA stock. So so yeah, if you're not from WA, this is um, Hops to Home is probably the only way you're going to get this beer. Oh, yeah. Super Ooh, fluffy. Yeah. Very fluffy head. Ooh, Even kinda... straight away on the nose, you can definitely tell... Um... It's different to a lot of other hazies we've tasted oh. on the show. Mm. It's, um, yeah. has that little, oh. um, oh, for some reason, uh, maybe I'm mixing this up with another 
another brewery that you're potentially chatting on the phone to about a Belgian pale or something? Don't know. Potentially, was Loophole doing a Belgian pale or somebody was using a yeah, traditional possibly. Belgian yeast or something? So I don't think it was this. Okay. No. I don't know. No, I don't think it was this. So the... So these guys, so it's basically the concept. It's it's a hazy IPA, but they've used a Kolsch yeast, so um, a German Kolsch yeast, which they, according to uh, to them, I, they were recently on another podcast. So the brewer was recently on another podcast called the Cool Room Podcast. Mm. And there's other beer podcasts. Another beer co- podcast, friends of ours. So I don't mind mentioning them, giving them a plug, uh, and. Um, uh, apparently they they fermented it quite warm for a, for a Kolsch yeast, so treated the the yeast badly. As I think were his words. Yeah, right. Um, they've used uh, 100% German grown Amarillo hops, uh, and yeah, the the German Kolsch yeast. So mm. um, they're saying notes of orangey citrus. I'm getting a bit of like um, it might still be like a bit hot burning, but I'm getting a bit of almost like coriander sort of. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's um, I'm definitely get some orange. Yeah, but yeah, maybe a bit of coriander. There's something else there, isn't there? It's like, it's that sort of like herby dryness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it could be the coal sheets wouldn't behave like like a saison if you use. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But maybe yeah. possibly I don't know when they say they brewed it warm. I don't know how warm. So if they yeah. brewed it really warm, maybe you're going to get some you know some, some character funky out of it. Yeah. Esters. Semesters out of it. Yeah, yeah. on on the nose, that's what I was kind of anticipating was, I don't know, that almost Belgian yeasty, Belgian estery kind of slight funk to it, a little bit. I wouldn't wouldn't go as far as to say like banana-y, but like... Nah, it hasn't got that sort of banana-y. No, No, it's definitely got none of that banana-y. Clovey character, I don't think. But it's it very, yeah. very dry and um, isn't it's very dry in the mouth. That's what I mean. Like I think normally hazies have got that sort of real juicy yeah. backbone mm, where yeah. this doesn't. I don't know. It could just be, uh, it could be yeast, but I feel like it's more. It is quite. It is super fresh. Like mm. uh, we're tasting it probably uh, a week after it's been in the can, maybe a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Package twentieth so, of March, so yeah. Oh, okay, a bit longer, but not far. a bit, yeah. And that, like those big hoppy beers, do get a bit hot, burny, so fresh, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's almost a bit earthy, a little bit spicy, or something. Yeah. But maybe that, like, maybe that is um, part of of what you're going to get with with messing around with sort of a yeast strain and. Yeah. Well, I mean. Although like, there is a bit of oat in it, so you'd expect that it might be like a little bit more behind it. Yeah, it's got it's still got plenty of body, I guess, but like, and the oats will provide that. But um, mm. it's just really kind of dry and um, yeah, you got that kind of earthy spiciness to it. Yeah, I get like sort of um, you know when you go a little too close to the pit of a mango. And it's it's just like it is quite almost woody and dry, but you still get that sort of fruitiness from the leftover. Yeah, oh. yeah, and that sort of like it is almost burning mouthfeel. I guess that that's more of an enzymey burn than than a bitterness burn. But 
I don't know. I'm trying to close my mind and get into the zone of tasting it, but I can't even. I can't even think right now for some reason. I didn't even have a big weekend. I've just been moving house. Um, I'll take it out here. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. Saturday was a busy day. Fucking earth, it was what, a busy what did you day. do on Saturday? Uh, well, we had um, Hop Along Geelong, which is a self-guided uh, beer festival. Basically, six venues around Geelong. Um, similar construct to the Bendigo on the Hop sort of situation where there's uh, two breweries for each venue. Each brewery showcases two beers and each punter gets uh, 100 mil or so is the recommended... Well, I don't uh, think it was too many 100 mils actually. I don't think there was many. Yeah, everyone was given a pot glass <laughs> yeah. and they, they were allocated 100 mil yeah. tasters. But they didn't print a line on the pot glass so nah. would, everyone was just making up yeah. as they went along. And it was yeah. like, well, let's go to the bottom of the logo but that was probably 150 mil. Yeah, and a lot I, of people we going, going to the top of the logo. We were going yeah. to the, well, we were going to the midway point of the logo, and yeah. unless it was someone that I knew, that my God, twenty four beers. So that was twenty twenty four beers people had over the day, and uh, a lot of them were probably two hundred mil plus. Yeah, mm. I mean, I feel like um, I didn't really notice that people were getting too pissed until right at right the end. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that at a beer festival, yeah. isn't it? It's it's like. You know, just chill, 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 and then right, and everyone's just right. Usually, people, <laughs> usually people who are pretty good at drinking or pretty, you know, do drink craft beers yeah. and are used to changing things up as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but no, the crowd was awesome. Oh, everyone, it, was, it, was, it was a the, fucking awesome day. The it really vibe was. was amazing. Everyone yeah. was like, yeah, a big, so happy, so chatty. Yeah, a big shout out to everyone involved. Um, mm. Myself and Adam from Bell's Beach Brewing were kind of the ones that wanted to kick it off, and and we got um, and the council, the Geelong Council, to their credit, were really behind it and uh, gave us some funding. Um, Blaze and Kelly from Anything Goes Entertainment helped us out with the marketing. They were awesome as well. Everyone did a really great job, and it was just a great day. Good vibes. Mm. Everyone was really happy, having a good time. Yeah, it was sick. It yeah. was um, yeah. I mean, it was good to see that. I uh, was working at Bahala but snuck out for an hour or so and um, yeah, it was about one one thirty in the Arvo, walking down Little Mallet Street and literally everyone that was on the street had the green lanyard on and was yeah. walking around and just, yeah. the sun was out, everyone yeah. was just having a great time, drinking heaps of locally brewed beer. Yeah, yeah and that was a good thing too, that the majority of the breweries were local, so it was... A vast majority, I wouldn't won't say all, but a vast majority of the local Geelong breweries were involved. Yeah, even like really small ones like Farm Dog, who nobody would have probably heard of, nah, apart not at all. from a few people that might have visited them out out at um, Wellington. Well, I think yeah. they they had an event re- maybe the weekend before, because um, there was a few people who came in and it was like, oh, like it. Definitely seemed to be that people knew. knew them. Yeah. What's well, a pretty knew like? Them, I think everyone only knows, as of the weekend. Yeah, does some pretty good marketing, and yeah. I think that everyone. I think McGlashan's is like a semi-well-known winery yeah, on the Ballerine. Like they've it's been not, there for a long time. So. Yeah, and it's not quite at like the. Um, it's not quite up there with your Lura Parks or Oakdeans mm. out that way, but like a lot of people do know about them, and mm. um, it's it's a nice little sort of crafty arm that they got going on down there with the kids yep. getting yep. involved and um, yep. putting a different spin on it. So I think they brew their beers on a grandfather, right? On I'm pretty a, sure. Pretty much a homebrew. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's a 60 litre, not a 30 litre. I, mean, but, I um, went out there probably 
probably 12 months ago now yep. for a friend's going away drinks and yep. they had their beers on tap. Um, they were selling them in takeaways, but yep. they were just canning them on a cannula. Yeah, yeah. Um, and cool. if you wanted to take it away, then that's how you got it. Which yep. was yeah, they distill as well, cool. I'm pretty sure. They... Yeah, I think they sort of... Um, I think they're mine, the mangoes wine, but I don't think they do like a lot of on-premise stuff. I think it's all just sort of off-premise stuff. So like, yeah. yeah, they yeah. sell out of there. And yeah, they sort of just started out doing just singular keg batches and then... Yeah. Mm. I think they're doing their first um, package um, in okay. a few weeks. Right. Sounds of things. Don't know what they're packaging. Don't know how they make enough beer to do a decent package run, but anyway, no they might idea. just be doing yeah. it on their cannula. Could be gypsy in it. Yeah. I'm I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Good, it's good that um, we got to showcase little breweries like that. Yeah. I, I think when I was walking around, what I sort of noticed was um, it's pretty, like being part of a local brewery, it's probably pretty easy to get swept up in like the, the competition of the local breweries and like, having a bit of fun with that but days like that you really sort of realize that oh yeah we are all like fighting yep. the same fight like yep. it's all yep. small independent breweries absolutely almost like yep. for every little tap room it's around town selling craft beer there's five big cub pubs that are pumping yep. through volume and yeah. it's, it's it's good that everyone can sort of come together and yep. and put a day on like that you know yeah, and like the venues like Pistol Pete's, who's been supporting local craft beer for quite a while, he doesn't have any taps, but he got slammed because he was the, the probably the food venue that people yeah. wanted to be yeah, at. Yeah, uh, Coffee Cartel, which a lot of people even in Geelong don't know they've got taps, but they've got a couple of little taps yeah, down that yeah. side room, Hop Nation taps. And, and so, yeah, it was good to kind of get, um, you know, Union Street Wine, which doesn't have taps, but that was heaving all day long, wasn't it, mm. really? They they put our mobile mobile bar in there and... So to get those kind of venues who have been supportive of craft beer, but people wouldn't see them as a a craft beer bar or anything, mm. uh, great to get them in, engaged yeah. in it too. So yeah, good day all round. Yeah, 100%. it was. Absolutely. Um, now, this is this beer? So I'm getting a bit more used to it. I'm getting a bit oh, of yeah. Kiora cordial. You know the Kiora cordial It was like a tropical fruit punch kind uh, of cordial. Was, Not the brand, the actual style. I was going to say I'm getting a lot, like a really big build up of like a nice ripe peach. Mm. Um, All that dryness has sort of gone away now, hasn't it? Well, it's yeah, still there, but it's yeah, a bit more. Get it's used to, to it. open up a little bit. Can taste the other flavours. As I waft mm. my like sort of breath around afterwards as well, I'm like I feel like I am also sensitive to this idea of getting like an an aniseedy sort of thing. Yeah, up. I can see how that's yeah. there. Like it's got. I, it's definitely late and faint, but yeah, it's, it's almost sort of that, more yeah. in. Um, more in sensation than it is in mm. like big flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like coolness of a aniseed spice. Yeah, coolness, but it's sort of attacking your tongue a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and I reckon I reckon there is a bit of hot burn there, which will fade definitely over a couple mm. of weeks, so, uh, which will make it probably a bit more of a pleasant beer. So, yeah, but it's all right. Yeah. It's good. Other side brewing, they okay. uh, they yeah. make some pretty damn good beers. Keep knocking them out of the park. Absolutely. West yeah. is best. West is best, according to the people in the West. Is that the Seinfeld thing? I think so. <laughs> it's a little Mark. bit like it. Uh, friends, isn't it? Yeah. No, no. What is no, it? No. Oh, Seinfeld is... had that. 
That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud, how could it? how could I get that confused? Do it again. Um, how do we go? No, no, no. Seinfeld one. Oh. Ah. <laughs> you know what? I reckon that's pretty accurate. And now. My brain just went to, oh, uh, you know, home Round the twist. Oh, I sound like oh, round the twist. Uh, <laughs> have you ever, ever felt like this? They're all just come. They're swarming yeah. to me. I thought you What's guys were all too young to know the shows anyway. Marriage. This is What's my love Oh, I love it, man. Marriage, love. Yeah, uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted about the wife. Ted and Peg Bundy. Everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. Loves Raymond. That was oh, a show that sucks. Yeah. Sucks. sucks. Yeah, I'm that not sucked. a fan. Oh. Roseanne. Well, that's got to be Billy. Roseanne. Uh, mm. um, I never really understood um, the nanny. What's it? Oh no. The nanny. No, the nanny was hard. Like, I liked it. Bloody Fran. Fran Dreschler. Yeah. Bloody hell. Uh, uh, there's yeah, an annoying voice. Catchy theme song though. Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> oh, you do that too well, Dylan. Yeah, well, just, for some reason, I don't know whether it was just chance, but every time I turned the TV on, I like the nanny must have been on before The Simpsons or maybe it was before yeah. Neighbours or something. Oh, it was like, probably. Yeah. Always turn the TV before on. Yeah. Was Mr. Does that mean Sheffield. you, you watch Neighbours all the time? And yeah, yeah. You, I watched yeah. Neighbours, actually. You didn't want to miss it, so you got in early and had to cop a bit of the nanny before you... Exactly. Mm. Um, oh, my lips no, hurt from smacking them. I was, <laughs> Definitely neighbours over Home and Away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is Definitely. I don't think I ever watched Home and Away. Too much home away still drama in Home and Away. Well, they're bringing neighbours back. Bullshit. Yeah, apparently they're bringing it back. Jesus. I think they're just like... I think it's, it's like a, a John UK... Farnham tour. just won't go away. Yeah. Well, I think it's a UK thing. Um, it's just 10 hours of the toadfish. <laughs> and Harold Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lou. Harold and Lou. Lou. Yeah, Lou was um, Harold's mate. Owns the shop, or the, yeah. Um, Lou, Lou and Harold were like the two the two old blokes and oh, yeah. um, the yeah. Muppets sitting up in oh, the bleachers. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Uh, Carl and Susan. They were on it till the end. Carl and Susan, yeah. bloody hell! Um, I think we need a beer after talking about neighbours. So what we got going you know, we on? We belong together. Was, we need a theme song for uh, for this this. Uh, yeah, the neighbours theme. Neighbours theme for shit beer of the. Ship beer of the, of the month. Of the month. Um, no it's not very fair because they're not. What you are. They're not really um, shit beers. No, no I know nice. y'all be loving this shit right here. There you go. <laughs> That's um, done it. You got to remember yeah. that for so, next time. Though. No, it was never. I know. Loggy's trying right to see here. the cap. He's trying to get a sneak preview. I'm gonna hide it. It was no. never. So just, I think we need to like reinforce that it's not meant to be like a shit beer. No. Um. It's just, I don't know, because no beer is shit, is it? Like, some are, well, I don't know. Some beers are shitter than others. Glass, Some beers are shit. Oh. Familiar? It smells like a Carlsberg. Really? You're going you're gonna to regret well, saying that when you find out what it is. <laughs> yeah, unless so I bought the wrong bottle. Unless, uh, unless got, they... Just s- stop your phone vibrating. Unless there. they slip the... Might uh, be coming through my mic. Unless they slip the wrong bottle into the, into the brown paper bag that I <laughs> No, well, I think it's like... So you talk about banana, banana esters. esters. You getting that? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, very much so. 
So I brought it in an, in a King Brown, in a uh, seven fifty ml bottle. So just I'm just going to build some clues as you go along. Mm. I mean, whenever I hear the word King Brown, for me that's a Carlton long neck, not a VB long neck. Okay. Um, trying to sneak a look through the bag. There's it's, not enough. It's, it is Australian. Not, I'll give you that. Yeah. There's not enough. Um, is, all right. Oh, am I eating my words here? Because it just doesn't taste like a knockoff beer. It's definitely not a. Well, it's definitely not a Carlton. Uh, it's not a. It's not a beer you would think of as a knockoff beer. Definitely not. It's quite. It's quite hazy, right? Yeah, it's a bit hazy. Um, ah, I'm just trying to... It's got a little bit of banana here. character going on. It's Cooper's green. Nearly. Is it Cooper's red? Cooper's red. Cooper's red. Yeah. I thought. Well, when you when you said you brought in a King Brown, it's a big yep. brown paper bag. I thought. Yep. There's not much else at. Not many other breweries doing. Big. Kings. Yeah. Well, this is Still, a shit yeah. beer. This is actually quite a good the beer. This is a weekender. Ta da. This is not quite how I remember Cooper's sparkling. I don't yeah. think I've ever tipped it out. Well, I. Yeah, it's I didn't roll it, so you can see that the further you can see all the floaties in the bottom there. You got to roll Coopers, don't yeah. you? Roll it. I don't know about that. I like keeping the yeah. grungy stuff it? at the 6. bottom. Six point two? No, it's five point eight. For some reason, I thought it was six. So it's basically a IPA, really, in like strength-wise, not yeah. not flavour, but but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a classic Aussie beer. You know, it's it's the I mean, sparkling ale is now a defined. Genre of beer based on the Cooper Sparkling Ale. Is that red. so? This yep. is the this was the first sparkling ale yep. that was ever done, or is oh, it just I an Australian? So. Yeah, no, I believe so. Surely the well, the only other sparkling ale I can think of in Australia is the two meter tall. Oh no, that's a cleansing ale, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. No, so um, well, yeah. So if you look at the IBN IBA. Anyway, the American Independent Brewers Association guidelines, which is what all kind of brewing competitions are run by these days, um, Australian sparkling ale is a style of beer that is based on on uh, on the Cooper's Red. There you go, Cooper's Pale Malt. Shout out to Huey Um, Huey Dunifus, who's the the local rep. Oh yeah, in Geelong. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pride of Pride of Ringwood Hops are local, aren't they? Melbourne, yeah, I think they're a Victorian one, yeah. Who are Coopers? Pride of Ringwood Hops. Ah, right. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember it being so bananary. Oh yeah, no, I've always remembered it, and even I've Cooper's Green has a little glass. bit of that banana, but not quite as, I don't mm. think it's quite as prevalent as, as red. I feel like Cooper's Green has a lot more texture to it than uh, than this. I feel Cooper's Green for me just reminds me of stealing beers from my parents' house. When they would give me four for the weekend, and you I would, decided that wasn't enough. No, but I would periodically steal one every couple of days throughout the week to make sure I had six or seven beers. For the Just weekend. after your dad had had a big session, he lost count at how many. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. And, and then, then he wakes up in the morning, and goes, "Shit, I yeah. thought I had eight. No wonder I feel so bad." Got a goon sack at the party as well, but I was never really a goon drinker. Um. Yeah. It's I like, quite, I, uh, quite delicious. Yeah. It's a pretty good Goon beer, ones. isn't it? 
Cooper's, uh, they're just... It's, it is a good beer. I mean, it's a, it's it's classic Australian beer, like non-mainstream. I mean, it's Cooper's mm. sort of on well, the edge of mainstream, but... Uh, I, I think they are mainstream. Yeah. But they have become uh, mainstream, I guess. But, but they've, they've... I think they're really the only brewery that have entrenched themselves in the mainstream as a craft brewery. Mm. I think... Little creatures, you could maybe argue, have done it now, but I feel yeah, like but little creatures. I mean, for me, Coopers are still independently owned, right? Yeah. I mean, little creatures is not. So that, I think that's what for me differentiates Coopers from little creatures or any of those others, yeah. or even Stone and Wood now. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, that it, at least it's still family owned. Mm. But I, yeah, I guess I think, I guess regardless of ownership, almost they. Oh yeah, they probably had to sell their soul a little bit when Furphy started going gangbusters, and you could now argue with how much they pump out, whether it is mm. still craft. But mm. it's impressive how Coopers have have really gone about getting into the market and getting their mm. share of the market. It's just I don't know whether it's their branding or their. Their bottles or... They haven't changed a lot, have they? I mean, I, I think in some ways that's worked for them, but in some ways it's probably mm. gone against them as well because they have been a little bit behind the curve. You know, like they were very late to, to the can party. Like they're late very to late cans. to go to cans. You know, they're starting to play around with like XBA styles and other mm. styles yeah. to try and hazy. get onto that. really good hazy. It was a few years back. It was a yeah, really delicious the... hazy IPA. And yeah. it was... Pretty well, well I think priced they, as well. They did their XPA and then switched it to Hazy, I think. Mm. I, yeah, I mean, they've got like... They've also... Pardon me. Pretty exclusively got the the entry-level homebrew market as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And not only in Australia, overseas as well. I'm pretty sure they, they cracked it pretty big in America with the homebrew market mm. with their kits. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's sort of... Yeah, I don't know. They've just... It's like, almost like the, the culture of Coopers was sort of the way that I see it, just brought about by the the actual drinkers rather than yeah the the, the brand or anything like that well, because it, it well, is, it is just it a genuine it, I, I quality it, alternative to VB and Carlton Draft and people who are... It's available, it's... You well, know, and I think that the funny thing that just doesn't really add up in my head, but it does as someone who studied marketing, is that, like, Carlton Draft and VB and Melbourne taste closer to a pale ale than what they do a lager. Right. In my head, because they've just got, like, that big, sweet malt backing. Yeah. And that's so... But whenever someone who is, like, loyal to CUB sees pale ale, they're like, oh, I don't want fruit in my beer. But they'll... Yeah. Like, if someone puts a Cooper's beer in front of them, they'll drink it. Mm. Well, and But Cooper's is probably the yeast plays a lot more of a role in the character of a Cooper's beer mm. than, you know, maybe the, the molten hops. So, yeast, yeah. or cer- sorry, certainly more than any of those CUB beers that you mentioned yeah. anyway. Mm. Yeah. You know, whereas the, the, the yeast in those beers is like, not even playing a role in the flavour at all. Boo- get some Whereas booze Coopers in is quite then. prevalent. And that's where you're getting a little bit of that banana restaurant yeah. and so on from it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I wish we had a Coopers Green to compare. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, Coopers Green is kind of just a light version of this. Yeah. You know? 
But I, I actually, I wanted to do, I've, I've been really getting into the Cooper's Extra Strout Stout lately. Oh, like on a yeah. Sunday, I might go down and <laughs> so good. I'll go down to the pub, have a well. couple of pints and then walk past the, the, the local bottle shop on my way home and grab it at just a distant finish mm. off yeah they grab did a, a bottle of 500 mil cans or 440s or whatever of the extra stout too no no the no, king browns you buy the you buy a king brown of it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i guess but, yeah. Uh, we did a stout last month and i thought oh, i'll go for the cooper's red because it is such a classic mm. and and a lot of people of, yeah. forget how good a beer it is and a stout is so good isn't it yeah, <laughs> that extra stout's awesome it's, it's so, so great and their dark hour is good too yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's what we sort of what we talked about last month a little bit as an extension of, well, the last couple of months with the twoies as well, that mm. these breweries make good beers. It's just that they're well, big. They employ mass- the best brewers in, in the country, you know, because they can yeah. afford the best brewers in the country. It's just but the they, big uh, mass-produced beers they don't really care about and they only care about selling a lot of it and yeah. getting the logo on the footy as opposed to actually making a good beer. But then you yeah. step outside of that. Yeah. And when pretty they much do the rest get of the to range do some experimental cool. stuff and some fun stuff. Well, they're but I mean, the, the problem is the, the big breweries are they're run by accountants, right? So it's all mm. about the bottom line. It's all about the profit. It's all about that. But the brewers still, you know, a lot of the brewers still do want to make some nice beers, so they yeah. get to do some stuff on that. Actually, you, know, you talk to we, yeah, we know a couple of brewers at Creatures, and I think they sort of relay similar sorts yeah. of of stories in the sense that like they're all good brewers and they all love yeah they all great love beers. great beers the, but they've got an opportunity with all of those creatures brewers they're the best yeah. things ever because they're all home brewing as well yeah. and you yeah. go and just yeah. like have a big cook up but they they sort of get a keg yeah. their job is to to brew the beer that is dreamt up in the office in Sydney and says this is how we're going to sell this yeah mm. And it's sort of, yeah, I mean, what they sort of taught me at marketing school was you don't come up with a product and then try and sell it to a market. You find a market and then yeah, you create, create a, product a product for, for it. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's sort of, yeah. I don't know, you need, but that's sort of where breweries like Cooper's, it's bigger than that. Like it's yeah. it's an all-encompassing thing. The brand needs to be good, the product needs to be good and you need to have a market mm. for it. Yeah. And then... When did Coopers start? How long have they been around? Well, it'll probably tell you on the label. 1862. Established 1862. Yeah, so they've been around a long time, before Australia around, was even a country. If you've been around for that long, then... Yeah. 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 I feel like things have probably have a... There's enough... That's enough time for things to grow uh, organically as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> they, I mean, well, they, yeah. they've, yeah. they've put a few steps wrong as far as their branding and marketing, I think. You know, when the... the um, uh, like when the marriage rights um, yeah. thing was going on, and they they put in, they kind of didn't quite get with the times there. They um, I think, missed yeah. it a bit there, and they, they got, copped a bit of backlash. They haven't really hid their links to the church, which is like it's not really a I don't know. It's it is for ideology, some like <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it, it is a bit icky for some people. But it, look, it's, and yeah, it, but it is what it is. At, at the end of the day. What they do in their own, you know, in their own time is fine. It's just mm. it's more about how they represent their brand with current issues and whether or not they're able to yeah. sort of stay in step with what their drinkers. Are. Because I mean, for me, Cooper's was always. I grew up in Bendigo, where it was VB or Carlton Draft, mm. right? 
Cooper's was definitely there, but the Musos and the Artie, the Artie Farties drank it, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was kind of <laughs> like, it, it was it was the only non-mainstream beer, really, mm. that was available to um, uh, to anyone in, in a town like Bendigo. Mm. So it's always been a little bit attractive to that alternative kind of crowd. Mm. So if that's who your drinkers are, that's who you need to be in touch that's with. Sort of, yeah, that's by um, just by nature, I guess, with yeah. how big CUB has been in the market. Yeah. Like they're massive, and yeah. the amount of people that so naturally, if you can create a product that is opposing to that, then yeah. you're naturally just gonna yeah have some yeah. success, I guess. But it's a broad niche that they kind of have this sort of yeah crowd and i don't of, even know yeah, like they probably didn't even broad niche whereas coming in as a as a brand new brewery yeah you almost have to find a, an even tighter niche to if if you're looking for something like really specific like the way that you want to market your brand and whatnot you can't really go for that you know where yeah, we're an alternative to vb like yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's There's that's obviously a million not of them. Yeah. that's obviously not their um their brand strategy is not to be like the mm. other, the other no, big. No, it's certainly not. You know, no, but, I don't think it is. But the fact that they've been able to corner that without really trying to do yeah. it is somewhat impressive. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Have either of you tried their vintage ales? Uh, yeah, not for a long time, not for a few years, but I certainly have in the past. They were always good. They were always mm. really, and again, that's their brewers having having fun, you yeah, know, doing something really, really yeah. fun. And, being yeah, brewers, you know. I met a couple of people that like like to sell her the vintage ale. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I um speaking of um breweries that really absolutely nail their brand, um Stoner would definitely do that. And, and I'm, mm. you know, I've sort of I love supporting small local independent breweries. But I was in Byron recently, went up there for a week's holiday, which was really lovely. And and normally I would. I would just I'll just go to the small breweries or you know bars or pubs that supported local small breweries, but the OG Stonewood Brewery was ten mm. minutes walk where I was staying. Mm. The girls had gone off to the Crystal Castle or something and Mullumbimby. Me, I'm like, oh, yeah. right, I'm going to go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wandered down there and it was just it was it's I looked around I was sitting there having a couple of beers and they had videos playing on the screen. I thought. These guys have fucking nailed their brand. They know who they are. Yeah. They know who their market is. And Byron's it. You know, yeah. they are just yeah. so prevalent up there. And it's a it's a lifestyle and a brand that everyone's, everyone wants a little piece of. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the cool, like, I mean, it's, it's a bit over the top. But Byron's, you know, everyone's cool. Everyone's strolling around brown with their shirts off. You know, mm. everyone's, it's just, and, and, and stone and wood uh, are right across it. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, oh, that's that's exactly what it's exactly what um, like Blackmans and Bells have tapped into a little bit, being like down in Torquay and what yep. Four Pines are trying to get in on down mm. Torquay way as well. Yeah, I think it's you. Well, Four Pines probably had it in Manly, you know what I mean. So they've yeah, kind of just yeah. gone well. We'll just transplant Let's that in Torquay, in which else. is probably a bit similar. But it's yeah, I think the yeah, well, it's it's a credit to a brand like Stone and Wood that. Like when Lion come along and 
just pay millions and millions of dollars for you that yeah. like it's pretty much them going well we can't beat this brand so well and and yeah and plus they've got now they've got this brand that they've worked really hard on and is and have nailed and now they've got fucking shitloads of money to to build it even yeah. more yeah. and yeah. build it nationally and whatever but um but and I, I like from a you know somebody who really loves beer <clears throat> on top of that they actually had Four like I don't know, I think they were two hundred liter tanks behind the bar, yeah. and so they had all experimental beers be- or small batch beers behind that. There was a Bohemian Pilsner which was absolutely banging. Mm. Um, they had a single hop pale ale I think off the top of my head, and like a, a raspberry blackberry mm. some sort of berry stout. Mm. So you actually got to drink some really cool beers that you'd never see yeah. from them. Yeah. yeah. So it was that same thing, you know. It's a brewery that's pumping out two or three kind of styles of beer, mm. but the, the brewers are still yeah, really keen to make some cool beers. So. One of my one of my close mates, Grace Robertson, is a brewer up there, and she literally it sounds like the the way that as the way that you describe, you know, how they've nailed their yep. nailed their niche up there. Yep. It's pretty much how they operate as yeah. well, from yeah. what I can gather. Yeah. It's just like you can tell it's a when you're up there. Fabulous place to work. So, for yeah, the employees too. are just all sitting around, like just it. It just felt like mm. they were living the vibe just as much as they want their customers to live the vibe. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It just yeah. everything there just sort of seemed to gel in that original, the OG brewery of theirs mm. up there, which now they've obviously pumped a lot more money into as well. From yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, and. To you and I, it looks like a pretty big brewery, but to them, it's just like a little brew pub. You know? Well, yeah, but it's probably not like that, and that's where the sale comes into it. Like, they're now just like Byron Bay is still doing Byron Bay. They're yeah, still yeah. making their fun mm. beers, and they're still stone and wood. But yeah. they're just making a shitload of stone and wood in Geelong and at, yeah. and at Tui's in Sydney and shipping yeah. it all around the world and putting yeah. it on in Lion Nathan pubs. Yeah. So I think that's that's where, I think the more, yeah, the more I think about it, the more that people outside of the industry probably don't really care who you're owned by. Yeah. But yeah. there was a guy that came into Medusa the other night when I was working. And he was like, "Oh, I, I drink can't draft. Like I drink normal beer. Like why my son drinks all this craft stuff? Like why, why do people like craft stuff? Like why do you make it?" And I was like, "Well." <laughs> For us, it's because we support locally owned independent companies. We don't want mm. our money flowing yeah. to the top into somewhere else and just into the ether. Like we want to support local people making whatever the fuck they want to make. Yeah, and but we're also seeing those small local breweries making more lagers and stuff too now because they're probably starting to realise that for the industry to survive, they need to broaden out and start reaching some people who don't want don't want to drink that taste like fruit extent. or flowers yeah. or you know whatever they whatever people think they taste like so they want they do want just nine nice clean crisp beers that taste like beer yeah and but those beers are getting made really well as well you mm. know what i mean yeah and they're made being made by small yeah. local independent breweries good lagers yeah. so. oh absolutely like yeah. yeah, there's so many out there at the yeah. moment. Who's one of that? the great, well, the the one of the really good beers from Hop Along on Saturday was that Munich Ellis from from Blackman's. Yeah, you know, okay, that only was beer. good, so good. Yeah, and it was a, it was just awesome. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's it's um it's it's great to see breweries still producing great beers. Breweries like Coopers, like Stone and Wood. It's great to see 
small independent breweries do what they do. It's just it's a really cool industry to be a part of, and I think. I guess that's that, sort of why I said earlier that there's not really any shit beer, like yeah. with the exception of a few that have probably grown a little bit, yeah, too out of hand that they just don't have the real quality control anymore. But even then, like if it's cold enough, it'll taste pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, yeah, I guess I guess if uh, if it's cold enough. Well, I don't know. Have you ever tried? How long since you've had an emu, emu bitter? I don't know if oh, I've ever had. Oh, I've had an emu oh, actually, oh, <laughs> you might want to change your uh, <laughs> or Westin. Uh, you, you might want to change your uh, your thought on that after you try a couple of those. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. If it's cold enough. Time and a place. If it's cold enough. When I go when I go to the MCG on Easter Monday to watch the cats beat the Hawks, I'm yeah. going to have to drink Carlton Draft, and I'm yeah. going to hope that a plastic tap. I'm going to hope that it's pretty cup. cold. No, nah, they don't do plastic anymore. Yeah, either give it to you in a tin, or uh, if you're in the members. Give it, I thought they. And, and by the way, that little dig about the Hawks, you can have it this year. seriously, we're 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 rebuilding. Well, mate, you. <laughs> at least we beat North Melbourne. Yeah, and the Cats are none and three, so it's going to be. Oh, game. yeah, there you go. Yeah. You couldn't even beat the bottom team. Yes, it's going to be. Week. It's going to be game on on Monday. Don't yeah, worry about that. I'm going to be up there yelling. <laughs> <laughs> After drinking fifteen Carlton draft pints in if the bull ring. If we beat you by one point after the siren, and send you four nil. That is going to be the sweetest <laughs> out of all the Hawthorne over Geelong wins. Yeah, so, maybe we'll do, including 2008 and 89. Start of the season. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh, so while we're still talking about the Hawks, yep. uh, Wednesday night at the Ocean Grove Bowls Club, yeah. I'm going to see Dermy and Dipper. Oh, really? Do a little sportsman's night thing oh, about yeah. 89. Oh, right. So, Very good. That'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. They're going to have a bowl. They're just going to talk. Uh, I reckon I'll just Get talk. Him out, yeah. Yeah. It starts at like 6 o'clock or something. Okay. Dad wants me to pick him up early. Like, oh. That'd be cool. Yeah, it will be. Hopefully, I can't wait to hear Dermy talk about how hard Mark Yates hit him. Dipper. <laughs> he won't say it, it was hard. He'll say, ah, it's barely a nudge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon, Dur- yeah, I reckon Dermy would go, nah, it was a fucking good hit, but I was just tougher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll tell, he'd say yeah. it was the hardest hit he's ever got, but he yeah, still got up. Still. I reckon that'd be Dermy's line. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys talking about. Anyway, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we'll do a a side podcast about 89. Yeah, we should do. That'd be good. Um, I'll be loud. What's coming up? Only one in the room that was alive back then. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) Uh, So, any plugs? Hops to Home. Thank you again, Hops to Home, for some awesome beers. There's some, yeah, yeah, really good good range of beers again this month. So, get on it. You're Australia's freshest craft beer club yeah hopsahome.com.au um, there's there's none fresher that i know about no definitely not believe um, me i've subscribed to a couple just to suss shit, them out yeah. and uh, they're definitely not as fresh as hops to home yeah that no i won't name them no i don't <laughs> we're not like that on this podcast uh, except when we're bagging cub and all of that yeah 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 <laughs> you make good stout so yeah abbotsford invil is stout that'll have to be one on a shit beer of the month at some point in the, the future. Sta- oh, what? The Abbotsford, Abbotsford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good to do that. Not next month because it'd be too obvious. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up? You're up next month, Lock. I'm up. Oh, sure. They'll, I'm moving house at the moment, so there'll be something left in the fridge that'll... No, nah, you've got to get it. You can't... Although I bought that one from Dan Murphy's today, so God knows how long that was there for. Yeah. But anyway. 
Oh, well, anyway. We'll, anyway. You'll we'll come up with something next month. You'll find yeah, out. You'll find out next month. Um, thanks for tuning in once again if you've made it this far. Listener, for tuning in to another podcast. Hope you've enjoyed all of the beers in your Hopster Home packs this month. If you're not a Hopster Home subscriber, head to hopsterhome.com.au. You can join in all of the fun, taste the beers that we're tasting, and more. See you in a bit.